And joining me right now here on the phone line to kick off the week and talk some NFL playoffs. And yeah, we had four good games over the weekend. This guy does a great job covering the NFL for Sumer Sports. He's my great friend, Eric Eager. Eric, how you doing today? The marketing are going good. Um, I can't believe that we only have three more NFL games left. Well, you're a big Kansas City guy. Are you in shock you won that game last night? Or you're like, oh yeah, business as usual, beating the Bills. Not shocked, but, you know, Buffalo is such a good football team that you eventually think that one of these times they're going to win one of these close games. So, you know, when they find another way to lose, you're sort of, you are surprised. But I'm not surprised that she's found a way to win. I saw a stat last night where I think Buffalo had the ball for 37 minutes. Really? They really dominated that much and the Chiefs won? So my question for you is, how did the Chiefs get it done last night there in Buffalo? Well, it was really explosive plays, right? I mean, the Chiefs last night, if you look at the stat sheet, the Chiefs averaged like 7.7 yards per play. They outgained Buffalo by three yards per play. So, you know, a, a Chiefs team that all season, it was really a slog, you know, to move the football. You know, Isaiah Pacheco averaged 6.5 yards per carry. You know, Patrick Mahomes averaged, you know, about nine yards of pass attempt. It was a real, like, offensive effort, which is great because their defense really couldn't stop Buffalo in the first three quarters of the game. And then finally when their defense decided to pick it up, it was, you know, finally, you know, Spagnuolo finally got the adjustments that really helped them. And it was just enough at the very end. Was that one of the best performances ever by Travis Kelsey as a Kansas City Chief. It was it was very much like a uh, you know a fountain of youth because you know all year he kind of looked pretty slow and mm. you know I think people didn't realize that that knee injury that he suffered the the bone bruise the week before you know the the opener and he missed the opener against the the Lions you know really slowed him down all year. And it kind of, you know, got worse as the season progressed. He took the week off against the Chargers in week 18. You know, he forewent the opportunity to get a thousand yards. He looked pretty spry against the Dolphins, dropped three passes, but looked, you know, pretty, pretty good. And then this week he looked, you know, very athletic, kind of back to his old self. And you combine that with Rashi Rice and, and how good, um, you know, he, he can be, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, you know, hung on to the balls that, that was in, that were in his direction. Uh, and the offense, you know, and then Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, chipped in a 28 yard run, you know, a backing up Pacheco. And it was really a, a very well-rounded offensive performance for the Chiefs. Where do the Buffalo Bills go from here? I don't know, man. I mean, obviously they got, you know, they got some really good talent on offense with, with Allen. You know, Shakir has been phenomenal. Kincaid, I think, is a good player. You know, that Diggs kind of fell off as the season progressed. I mean, they're well over the salary cap. That's the problem when you go all in. And I think that that's, you know, a really tricky, you know, that's a really tricky proposition sometimes, um, you know, with a young quarterback. When you, when you have an old quarterback, you go all in, Drew Brees, you know, Tom Brady with the Bucks. Yeah. You know, you just kind of keep pushing. Um, but when you have a young quarterback, that's tough. So I think they just, you know, kind of keep going. Vaughn Miller this year, though, right? They, they, they signed him to the big deal. Vaughn Miller this year had, you know, five total tackles, oh, three total tackles, no sacks in 12 games. They gave him that big contract last year, Mark. And, and they, they still got to, you know, so they're, a lot of like the, the moves that they made have come up snake eyes. 
I, I, I don't know if they take a year off of, of trying to compete, if they, if they move on from McDermott. There's a lot of questions. Being a Chiefs guy pretty much your whole life, does it still blow your mind? I know we're here in year six with Mahomes as the starter, where growing up, you were the snake-bitten team, where you were constantly failing in the playoffs. Does it still blow your mind that now everything's going your way? Yeah, I mean, very much. I mean, you know, it's always like you're always, you know, one thing away, right? In the playoffs, you know, Trent Green was really good, but you would face Peyton Manning and then they wouldn't punt, right? And then you'd lose, you know, a 38-32 or something like that. Or, you know, you had a really good defense, but your quarterback was Dave Craig or, or, you know, Steve DeBerg. And so, you know, but the fact of the matter is when you have the best player in the league, he can overcome so much, right? And so – the fact is, is you're, you have the Super Bowl winning ingredients every year, and it just becomes a coin flip. So you win every other Super Bowl. And that's kind of what the Patriots had. You know, that's kind of what the Colts had. You know, that, that's what the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers had. And that, that, that's what the Chiefs had now. We're here with Eric Eager, Sumer Sports, talking NFL playoffs to kick off the week. Let's talk Baltimore. 10-10 at the half, and then they just, I, they just turned it on in the second half. What did you think of that performance by the Ravens over Houston? Yeah, I was there. That's probably why my voice uh, is a little like hoarse trying to talk through that game with with uh, my buddy, uh, who's the director of analytics for the for the Ravens. Mm. Um, you know that it was pretty silent there. You know at halftime, I think everybody there. By the way, this is the first time the Baltimore Ravens are going to get to host the conference championship game. Uh, the Baltimore Colts. That's the last time the city's gotten to host uh, the conference championship game. When when Steven Sims ran back that punt return. Everybody in that stadium was like, oh, here we go again, right? They, you know, uh, blowing that, you know, 06, you know, 2019, you know, after the bye, they've always struggled there. But, you know, you could sort of see the, the Lamar Jackson kind of exercising his demons with that touchdown run. Uh, they were very physical. And then on defense, and I think this is where, you know, you think about the Chiefs and how they're going to have to handle them next week. That defense just comes at you with so many good football players, Clowney, Roquan Smith, uh, you know, obviously Patrick Queen has struggled a little bit, but you know he's a good player. They were without Marlon Humphrey, which is a very, uh, I think, tough loss, and they were still able to just suffocate that that Houston offense, which a week before was able to score, you know, in the 30s, and then they got two touchdowns defensively. Um, so it, it's going to be a really tough one, and they and they, you know, they're so well rounded. They run the football so well. Lamar makes enough throws uh, and runs the football, obviously elite uh, at an elite level himself it's going to be, uh, I think, an epic matchup next week, uh, Ravens-Chiefs. What was the experience like? And you've been to multiple football stadiums. What was it like being there in Baltimore for that game? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's uh, it's such a great football city. Obviously, they lost. You know, you think about these teams, these cities that have lost teams, right? Baltimore lost the Colts, uh, and now they got the Ravens. Like, they, they don't take anything for granted. Um, I was actually in Detroit for the first, the game against the Rams uh, two weeks ago. You know, that's a team that it, it went 30 years without a playoff uh, game. And that's, you know, that city was so uh, appreciative of the team that they have now going to the NFC Championship game. Um, you know, the, these cities are, are so are so starved for football right now. And, you know, the, the it, it's so electric in those places. And I think San Francisco is similar to hosting another conference championship game. I think that the uh, – the environments this weekend are going to be pretty electric around the league. All right. If you're Lamar Jackson, 
what do you need to do to win this game on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think you really have to play mistake free football, right? And he, you know, he's been pretty mistake free most of the season. I know the Ravens every once in a while, you know, the, the, they play, you know, that Steelers game where there was a lot of drops, uh, the, the first game that they lost 17, 10, um, you know, they, they had that Colts game where they messed around and lost. Uh, they had that game against, uh, you know, the, the Browns received the pick six to lose that game. I think they have to play a clean game from a turnover standpoint. I think he has to make sure um, that he doesn't take sacks. Uh, and then he's just got to play his game. I mean, the Chiefs really struggled yesterday stopping the run against Buffalo. It had been a team. The Chiefs are in the bottom third of the league hmm. in terms of rushing efficiency against. But over the last, like, five or six weeks, they had found something where they were in the top half of the league. But then yesterday against Buffalo, Buffalo really moved the line of scrimmage against them. And, you know, that was one of the reasons their defense had struggled. They gave up. I mean, Josh Allen really only threw yesterday uh, against them. Josh Allen only had 186 yards through the air, and a lot of that was in the, you know, kind of final drives or so. Um, But the the Bills ran the football really effectively, you know, um, especially Teron Johnson, 5.7 yards per carry against them. So, I think, um, you know, that's really going to be it. If the Chiefs can hold the point of attack, I think their corners can really cover, you know, on the outside against, you know, what the what the Ravens have at wide receiver. Um, but it's really going to be about the run game and what Lamar uh, presents there uh, relative to his running backs. How fast is Lamar when you see him in the stadium running around? Yeah, it's unlike anything you've ever seen at quarterback. I mean, I've never seen Michael Vick in person. Uh, Michael Vick's different, though, like, they never had Michael Vick running like the design stuff to say the way that Lamar and Lamar is not as good of a scrambler as Vic was, if that makes sense. Like yes. Vic, Vic was turning passing plays into run plays, whereas Lamar like turns run like Lamar, they're, they're running run plays to Lamar Jackson, um, which obviously puts him in harm's way more. Um, but no, he's, he's electric and it's, it's, it's insane how the linebackers, how much the linebackers respect him. There was that play where, he was like Barry Sanders where he's in the open field and then he just stops on a dime and then he's just yep. toying. And this is a playoff game and he's toying with people. I dude, yep. I cannot wait for Sunday. I, I woke up this morning thinking, how can Lamar Jackson beat your chiefs? And I don't even root for the Ravens. Like I'm so excited for this. We're here with Eric Eager, Sumner sports. Let's go to the NFC. You brought up the lions. How did they win against the Tampa Buccaneers yesterday at home? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was having a great season and, and for a lot, a lot of yesterday, you know, made some electric throws. I mean, very good down the field player, very explosive, but, you know, what they didn't do against Matthew Stafford last week and why the game was a little bit closer, they were able to force turnovers at the end of the game, at the beginning of the game, Chauncey Gardner Johnson got an interception off of Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to get to, you know, they were able to sack Mayfield through, you know, simulated pressures through, through blitzing, but also just getting home with four. Um, they did they did a really good job defensively, and I know you know Baker was able to get through the back door, and and uh, you know for over betters uh, they they got the over there in a game that was pretty low scoring early, mm. um, but they did a great job defensively, and you know and then in the second half you know they really let their run game uh, you know get there with with Gibbs and Montgomery, who I think. You know, many people, myself included, didn't really like that draft pick. But you know, in in this, you know, December and January, it's really paid some dividends for them because Montgomery has been much better than he played for your Bears, Mark. And yeah. you know, he's been very good. You know, running the football downhill, 
and then Gibbs has been very good. Once the defense has been you know, beaten up a little bit, he's been very good at just running the football, gashing linebackers when they're a little worn down. How good has Goff been as the quarterback of the Lions? Yeah, he's been exactly, I think, what they want him to be, which is a guy that takes care of the football, doesn't, you know, um, and off of play action, I, I don't think there's a more confident football, you know, quarterback in the league. Um, and Sam Laporta, a, a really good draft pick in the second round, runs a lot of those play action routes very efficiently, hangs onto the football through traffic. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown over the middle of the field has been money all year. And, and Goff has been very efficient throwing him the ball. He's not a great deep ball thrower, um, although you know that that ball to to St. Brown in the end zone was was very good yesterday. Um, but you know, in the middle of the field, you know where the doubles are hit in, in football, uh, Goff has been very good. If he wins the Super Bowl, does he have a chance to be the greatest lion of all time? And I know that might be blasphemy with Barry Sanders, Megatron, but the guy who wins the Super Bowl for the Lions isn't he the man in that city? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Goff brings a Super Bowl to the Lions, you you really have to put him. You have to put you have to put a bust around the you know stadium for him. Of course, I mean he's the leader of that team. Um, I think you know from a you know Dan Campbell, him, those are really the people that have turned around that franchise. Brad Holmes, the the, yeah. the general manager for sure. Baker Mayfield, real quick. I say you bring him back, and I say you pay him. What about you for the Buccaneers? Yeah, I think the Geno Smith contract is really the is really the blueprint. About twenty five million a year. I think if you're Mayfield, everybody has seen you at your worst, which is when you're injured, you're not a very good quarterback. But when you're healthy, you're you can be very good. Um, the size is an issue, but when you're healthy, um, and, and I think part of keeping Baker Mayfield healthy is putting an offensive line around him. And you know, part of putting an offensive line around him is making sure that you have the cap dollars to yeah. surround him. With, with talent. And, and so I think a modest contract like that sets them up pretty well. And, uh, and yeah, it's good for all parties. Would you re-sign Mike Evans though? I would. I mean, if Mike Evans wants to stay in Tampa Bay, I'd sign him for, I'd re-sign him. He looks like he still has some juice and, um, you know, he's, he's kind of a quintessential Buccaneer at this point, right? He is an all-time Buccaneer. And dude, you were talking about Lamar Jackson in person. Bucket list for you, you have to stand by Mike Evans in person and see how big he is when he's running these routes. It's amazing, dude. Let's go to the other game. You add San Francisco, survive the Packers. What happened Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Jordan Love is a terrific quarterback, but I think he's got a lot more Brett Favre in him than he has Aaron Rodgers in him, right? Aaron Rodgers was very, you know, never wanted to throw the end of game interception. Uh, Brett Favre is more than happy to, um, and uh, I think that uh, you know Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, both of the, all of them have great arm talent, and uh, you know that that came up to uh, it came up to bite Jordan Love at the end. Uh, I think Brock Purdy, you know, whenever like one player gets hurt, like Debo, um, I think it ends up being you know it ends up being bad, um, but you know. he ended up making the one drive he he needed to at the end of the game. And obviously, you know, the Packers drafted a kicker that has really struggled this year. Most missed kicks in the NFL, uh, and that came back to bite him. So uh, good on the 49ers for holding tough. Um, You know, know, they're seven-point favorites this week against Detroit. We'll see if they, uh, you know, they use this as a springboard or if this uh, this, this, uh, close 
close game is a sign of things to come. I, I don't like seven points. I think that's disrespectful to Detroit. What do you think? A little bit. I think Detroit's defense is, is maybe a little gooey, um, but, you know, they did hold a good Tampa offense um, down. So, you know, we'll see. I, I do think if Debo plays or not plays is a, is a huge uh, factor here. My Twitter feed was three hours of making fun of Brock Purdy, but then, like you said, he made the plays. So is is Purdy good? Is he bad? What is he exactly right now as we head into Sunday? Yeah, I think I think Purdy is a guy who is very dependent upon the circumstances around him. Mm. And, you know, and the, the rain was bad. I think the injuries were bad. And, you know, he made some plays. I think Jawan Jennings was fantastic. Oh, I yeah. think he kind of earned himself some money uh, this last week in the set of, of Debo. Um, and so it was just good enough to win. And if he plays that way against Detroit, I don't know if that'll be good enough to win. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not certainly not a guy that's going to elevate the play of those around him, that's for sure. Are you going to either of these games this weekend? I won't. Uh, it'll be the first uh, conference championship weekend where I won't be in attendance of a game, but that's probably just because uh, the last two weeks have taken a little bit out of me. <laughs> Are you feeling okay today then? You're right. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but I, I, uh, but it's been fun. I, it's, it's certainly been worth, uh, worth a, worth a good times. Let's end with this here with Eric Eager, and I appreciate coming on, man. All right, what am I Bears doing with the first pick? Because we're going to talk about this for the next four months. Who you got? Um, I personally prefer Drake May to Caleb Williams, but I understand why people will like will want Caleb Williams. That's it. That's your pick. <laughs> That's where you're going. Are you are you going to change it in two weeks, or are you putting your foot down? Uh, I I reserve the right to change my mind, but my thing with with Caleb Williams is just. I think he like he's not that tall no. and you know and there's a little bit of yeah I, I see why people like him for sure like there's there's just so much creativity there there's a lot of arm talent there's a lot of movement skills but I think that people underrate those qualities in Drake May as well Is there any scenario where Justin Fields comes back Uh I, yeah, I think that they could also keep Justin Fields and draft one of these other two guys. Yeah. I can see that. I as don't well. think it's a foregone conclusion that Justin Fields stays and they draft somebody at one. I want the Russell Wilson uh, King's Ransom type deal for the first pick. <laughs> That's what I want. What yeah. you, two? Yeah, and, and if they do, like, if they get that, yeah, I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, if you get that, like, look, like, you, you know, Justin Fields is what he—he's the same. I mean, Jordan Love, like Jordan Love, broke out in year four. So, like again, mm-hmm. we didn't have as much—we didn't have as much information on Love. We have more information on Fields, and most of it is bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get—I get that. I understand that fully. And and yeah, this is all a sliding scale. Like, let the market determine some things for you. For sure. I think Wilson, I think it was two first round picks, two second round picks, and then another pick, which is insane to think about right now. All right. That's what they gave up. This guy's name is Eric Eager with Sumer Sports. Check him out on Twitter and the website for all things NFL playoffs. And then when we get to the NFL draft as well, Eric, my man, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you feel better and have fun on Sunday. Hey, take care, Mark.